0: The title of this series that we're going to go under for a little while here is Anger Management. Now, what's really alarming to me as I study the scriptures about this is that the Bible talks a lot about anger. But it talks about it in even different fashions that make you like, well, hold on, well, how am I supposed to do it? How am I supposed to look at it? And today we're gonna look at it because I've noticed that even within us as Christians, we avoid situations that we've been avoiding for over 10 years. And some of us don't realize it's just because of the anger that we've had. Some of the things that we think within ourselves, I've given it to God. Have you really given it to God? You, you say you've given it to God, but you still want to give it to that guy. I've given it to God, but that girl still, she steps to me. Oh, she don't know what she's living for. And sometimes I found it even ironic in this holiday festive, joyous season, we can get the most depressed in this season. We can get the most angry out of any season. This is probably where we get the, the most heated in this season. Credit cards get us mad, money get us mad, people get us mad, people get us mad, and guess who else get us mad? People get us mad. We get mad, and sometimes over the littlest thing. Have you ever been in a situation where you're about to get heated and frustrated? I mean, just pure angry, and then all of a sudden you can't. You've been proven wrong. That's what happened here in the scripture that we read earlier with the Pharisees. They were trying to trap Jesus in a judgment call with an adulterous woman. So what did they do? In their anger, they all left one by one. Now what I find is that, I find it very interesting that even Christians in dealing with our anger, we tend to do the same thing. We leave one by one. Maybe not that situation physically but mentally we're gone we're out of here we don't want to deal with it well that's not something we want to have within who we are and so many times this anger that we have we just let it sit and reside until the fuse comes have you ever seen a, a child get angry before you ever you ever seen that before you ever seen a little kid get angry now, I, I don't know if you've ever, never seen a little kid get angry before, but, uh, I, you know, I, I got four of them. I, believe me, I've seen plenty of anger moments w- within them. And e- even in particular, I, I have one son in particular. I'm not going to say his name, but you know his name is Elijah. And he, <laughs> whenever he doesn't get his way, sometimes he'll just start, you know, gets on the floor. and. la blah blah but i find it interesting because many times that my son has done this believe me the the times he's doing it is going a lot less and lot less and a lot less as i make sure he doesn't get spoiled amen and his uh, his rear makes sure of that the belt now for those of you that if you don't believe in spanking then you're gonna have a real hard time with 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 us because i believe in spanking i got spanked i spanked spare the rod spoil the child and believe me, my children will not be spoiled. Now, I've seen my son, he gets on there and he starts yelling, ah, 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 but I find it interesting because in the middle of his tantrum, he ah, 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 <laughs> just wants to see my reaction. And if there's no reaction, ah, 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 he just keeps going. I find it funny that even many of us sometimes, we kind of carry that into our adulthood many times. You ever seen a teenager get mad before? Especially teenagers that know it all? I, I remember I was in the UTC in the East Coast, and, and uh, we, we liked to play sports a lot. And one time in particular, there was this guy, he was, uh, I, I was about 18, 19 years old when I was there, and he was, he was about the same age as me. And I remember we played one-on-one basketball. Now, he was very good. Matter of fact, if I'm honest, he was a better athlete than I was. He was taller than me. He was bigger than me. However... Uh, I was just, I have a, what you would call a very high sports IQ. I kind of kind of get the game a little bit better. So when we were playing basketball one-on-one, he was way better than me. He was about six foot two. He had a better jump shot than I did. And I remember we were playing and we, it was a small little area uh, where we were playing at. And I'll never forget this because we were all playing and everybody was outside. They were watching us one-on-one. We were probably the, the two best athletes there. and We were playing basketball. We were going at it. We were playing 21. It was a really tough 21. But by the end of the game, I'll never forget, I beat him, and I won. And as soon as I made that last shot, oh, my gosh, this guy blew his lid. I mean, just went off the deep end. He grabbed the basketball and just chucked it against the wall. Boom, and it just kept going against each wall because there was a couple walls uh, on both sides it was boom 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 and everyone's like hey calm down and then he just started going off and you know what and yeah i mean just going off now mind you of course it was a very tough one-on-one we we were not playing patty cake one-on-one okay it was a very tough for those of you that have played basketball you know what i'm talking about and you know we're getting in there but when i won he flipped his lid He just went off. His anger meter went from here to there within a matter of seconds. I mean, just went totally, completely off. Couldn't hold his anger whatsoever. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a kid get mad or a teenager get mad, but have you ever seen adults get mad? Have you ever seen when mom gets mad? What's worse, you ever seen when dad gets mad? See, sometimes, listen, it's very important for us to understand that, listen, we do have some anger issues. Every single person in this place has an anger issue of some point. I don't care who you are. Every single person in this place has to deal with some anger issues. Can I hear an amen? If you didn't say amen, you're a liar. We got to deal with lying issues. But we all have to deal with this thing called anger now what's important about it is that we need to understand that anger is not the sin that's not the part where you're able to say man i got angry oh man i need to repent no you need to control somebody say control now what's very important if you were here even before i shared this and it really got me a statistic that i read that really got me when it came to being angry the average person when they get angry, loses 25% of their IQ. Now, this is what really got me. This is what really got me. The average IQ in America is 100. That's the average IQ. 98 to 100. That's the average. So when a person gets angry and they lose 25%, it goes down. You're at 75% when you get angry. Now, According to doctors and scientists, mental retardation is 70. Let that sink in there for a little bit. So when you get angry, you are that much closer to mental retardation. Now, think about this. When you have two people that are angry and two people that are not in their right mind, pretty much I could probably tell you the end situation. The end result is not going to be all that smart. This is not going to happen. Why? Because when you get angry, you lose that capacity to kind of have that cognitive thinking in a focused manner. You can't do that. It's almost impossible because anger has taken over 25% of who you thought you were. This The crazy thing about anger sometimes is that we try our best to even masquerade this thing that we call anger. We, we try to give it certain nice names like Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just irritated. I'm just irritable or just touchy or or just, you know, short-tempered. Or uh, you ever, like, uh, you ever met somebody that actually, you actually just have to, like, call them by their name. That's how angry they are. Oh, that's just Joe being Joe. That's just Toby being Toby. That's just Juan being Juan. Why? Because they're angry so much, you don't even come up with a nickname. You just call them who they are. That's just Augie being Augie. You just you have to deal with it. You have to deal with them rather than them dealing with themselves. The truth of the matter is that what we need to understand is that our body cannot handle being angry all the time. Your body is not meant to be able to hold on to that anger all the time. When you get angry, your body feels it. Your hands feel it. Your feet feel it. Your head feels it. When your adrenaline gets going, what is happening is all the blood is leaving your brain and going to the major muscles that in your body, what happens is they are beginning to get ready for a confrontation. That's what anger does. And it's hard to make clear decisions when there's less blood in the brain. Now, in defining anger, I want to just give it to you really quick. In the Greek, the word anger. In the Greek, in the New Testament, means orge, O-R-G-E, which translated to English is passion or passionate indignation or to reach out after, desire earnestly, or to covet after. Now, this is very important. Anger is not a bad thing if used correctly, which we're going to find out here in just a little bit. It's even interesting that in the Old Testament, when you study it, it's the same word, anger, is used for intense sexual passion. What I'm really trying to, to get at here is that it's somehow we have, put word, we have put the words anger and mad on the same level, when really anger and mad, they're not the same thing. They're totally different. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures here today. So if anything, if you don't take notes, just write down scriptures. I'm telling you, they'll help you. We're also going to have them up here on the screen just, uh, just in case you need them. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. Be angry, but sin not. That's what the Bible says, right? So your translation says. In other words, you are a human being. You are going to be angry. It's going to happen. But in your anger, in your human being, just don't sin. Make sure that you have your cognitive thinking still there. Even The Bible says that even God has anger. In Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, for his anger lasts only a moment, or some of your translations say a season, but his favor or his mercy lasts a lifetime. I mean, there were so many times, even when I read the scriptures in the Old Testament, that the Bible says, and the Lord's anger burned against the Israelites. You ever read that before? That got me. I was like, wait a second. I thought we weren't supposed to be angry. He said, no, 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 no. Be angry. It's fine. But don't sin in your anger. Don't do that. Don't allow that emotion to take over your lifetime. There has been many a people, matter of fact, they fill our prison systems that are just filled for one moment. They got angry, but it changed their lifetime. Be angry, but do not sin. God himself even was passionately indignated about certain things. And there's even certain things that even I myself, whenever I hear it, just kind of boils me. I I read certain things on on Facebook. You hear about, you know, moms doing this to their children. Dad's running out and going. Doesn't that get you mad? You hear about this young girl, she got killed, and this young kid, that gets you like, ah. Oh, well, see, that's that passionate indignation. See, when you understand what anger is, you'll be able to point it in the right direction, and you'll be able to passionately point it to where it can give you fruit in that season. See, your passionate feelings are very similar to your angry feelings. The only reason why we don't identify passionate as anger Because it has to do, because anger has to do with escaping a feeling, when passion has to do with embracing a feeling. Are you hearing me? Anger has to do with, you know what, I just want to, I can't handle this right now, I'm out of here. Passion has to do with, my gosh, something must be done. They are like sheep without a shepherd, I gotta do something. See, passion embraces, while anger escapes. And that's why many times, even within the holiday season, I'm not going over her house. I ain't going to talk to him. I ain't going to talk to her. As long as I can escape it, I'll never deal with it. When in all reality, it's still in you. It's still there. You may think you can avoid the house, but you can never avoid your heart. Now, as we're looking at, I'm, what I'm going to do right now, I'm just going to give you a bunch of scriptures. I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures. And in this new anger management series, now I, I don't know if you guys are going to want to come back next week and like, oh, man, I don't want to talk about anger. I don't want to deal with anger. I'm, I'm good with my anger. No, you actually have to deal with it accordingly. And the, the Bible says a lot of things about this, a lot of things. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures some of them are very just self-explanatory like you just get it you read it you're like okay that, that makes sense and then some you you kind of have to dive into and look into and that's what we're going to do in this series we're going to dive into many of them but this morning this is the first part of this series so I'm just going to give you a lot of scriptures you could take it talk about it in your life group tonight uh, read it throughout the week I don't know whatever you want to do post it up there I, I like what my wife does my wife actually she gets scriptures and she posts them all over our house if you walk into our house we have scriptures in the living room we have scriptures in the kitchen. We got scriptures in our bedroom. We got scriptures over the kids. Our kids fight over reciting all the scriptures in all the rooms. And the kid, "Let me read it. Let me read it." Like, "Okay, just calm down. Be happy. Not crazy. Hold on, you know. So, but I'm I'm glad. So, even if you have to do that, yeah, I don't know of, of many of you in your houses. I visit many of your houses over the fireplace. You have certain scriptures, right? You know, the, uh, the uh, talk about, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, sometimes, we like the nice scriptures. We don't like the, ah, uh, scriptures. Some of you, this holiday season, you need to put some, ah, uh, scriptures in your household. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> Ain't nobody ready. Oh, no. If you're ready, say amen. Oh, you are ready. Oh, you're getting ready to write it down. Okay. Psalms 37 verse 8 Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. Pretty self explanatory, right? Get yeah, it? Okay. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 17 Proverbs 14 verse 17 A quick-tempered person does foolish things, and the one who devises evil schemes is hated. Now, if we lose 25% of our IQ when we get angry, it's pretty suffice to say, you're going to do some foolish things. It's, It's going to happen. It's just, it's there. A quick tempered and mischievous, right here, according to the scriptures, they're tied together. In other words, a quick tempered person is up to no good. Just like there's nothing good that's gonna come out of being quick tempered. Just nothing. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. This one I like. Proverbs 16, 32. Do you have it up there? I like this. Let's, I want to just read this together. I, I just, I read the scripture. I was like, wow, that's pretty heavy. Better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than who takes a city. I'll make the altar call right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. That's, that's a heavy, didn't that, didn't that get you? Because we talk about a lot about Alexander the Great. Napoleon who conquered. I like we love conquerors. We love conquered stories. Nobody likes a patient story. Who likes that? It's like, come on, let's make it happen. Let's go. We're gonna conquer the world. And yet here you read it, well, what good is all that if you can't conquer if you can't conquer yourself? Good is that? I beat him. I beat her. I'm better than her. I'm better than him. I conquered her. I conquered him. Problem is, you can't conquer yourself. Just saying. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. I like this in the New Living Translation. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrong. I like that right there. I mean, that, like, you know what I think about when I think of this scripture? I think of my grandfather. right? I think of my grandfather, like, you, you just, like, I, I, I don't think I ever saw my grandfather get mad. Like, he was already about, like, 79, I think 80, 81, 82. Like, when's the last time you really seen, like, a 79, 85, 90-year-old man just get all mad? No, what's the big deal? Like, okay, uh, what am I gonna get mad about? Like, the death's coming, knocking at my door. You know, I'm gonna die real soon. You know, I I gotta get mad over this guy. He don't like me, and this girl, she don't like me, and like, you don't, you don't see the why? Because wisdom breeds patience. It's our immaturity. No, I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna make. Oh, they're gonna get what's coming to them. But it is to a person's uh, glory that you understand that when you overlook an offense. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of people that have offended me. There's been a lot of people that have taken offense to me. But I, I, according to this scripture, which I really, this is probably one of my favorite scriptures, it is to one's glory to overlook it. Yeah, they, they messed with you. Yeah, they stabbed you in the back. Some of you, you not only had people stab you in the back, they stabbed you in the front. the the scripture doesn't say it's to one's glory if you get stabbed in the back you can overlook it but if they stab you in the front then we understand why you want to get even show me that scripture then I'll read it it's not what it says it's to one's glory to overlook an offense I know they messed with you I know they talked about you I know they gossiped about you I know they made up rumors that aren't even true about you to one's glory, to overlook. I told you this holiday season is going to be a, uh, I'm I'm praying that it's going to be one of your best holiday seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit for anger resides in the lap of fools. Wow, 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 wow. Solomon basically at the end of his life He found this, that people who let anger rule their life and sit right in front of them, they are foolish people. It's basically because they can't control it. It gets them angry. Now, what I found so, like, um, I don't want to say mesmerizing about the scripture, but if you read without getting too much into it right now, Solomon, this guy's talking about anger, sits in the lap of fools. This guy had 700 wives. 300 concubines. This guy had to have a relationship with a thousand women. I'm just letting it sit in right now. I'm letting it sink in there. Put it this way you, you just, you, you got to have a relationship with a thousand people. I'm pretty sure one or two or ten or a hundred will probably get on your nerves. And in the wisdom of Solomon, he says, anger resides in the lap of fools. See, what you and I are called to do as Christians, and I believe this so, we are actually called to forgive seven times 70 per day, per day. This is something that God has called us to do. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit. Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. Now, this one, I was like, wow, okay. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Who's talking? Jesus. I like this. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Okay, now... We just went a little bit past the line right here. Okay, uh, you know, anger resides in the lap of fools. You'll get wisdom if you're quiet. All right, okay, all right, you're, you're, you're cool. Just be cool. Don't, don't be angry. But now, now we're reading a scripture that says anger will endanger your soul. Now, almost all the time, whenever you read Jesus as a rabbi and you read him about a teacher, he, he always took the teachings and took it to a whole nother level. He always took it to another level. Oh, you, you heard this about you know of an adulterer per, a person. Even if you think about another woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. Oh, wow, man, my thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, even if you've been angry against your brother, it's like you've committed murder. Wait, what? Oh, come on, man. Why you got to? If you have said you fool or rakah, that word rakah in in, in the uh, in the Greek they're referring to in the Hebrew translation which means to be spit on now I don't know if you've ever wanted to spit on people before or if you've ever done that before but spitting is like probably one of the it's almost like punch me smack me hit me but if you spit on me it's like everybody has the spirit of David Banner in them like all of a sudden just That was for all you comic geeks right there. The Hulk. What's the famous saying of the Hulk? You don't want to see me angry. This scripture is talking about if you get angry, forget all the nice stuff that you've heard that you should avoid and you should be. Now we're talking about if anger corrupts your life, that endangers your soul. Now we're talking about hell here. We're not just talking about peace of mind, peace of heart, you know, being okay with relationships and being able to come together with people maybe you haven't seen in a while. Now we're talking about heaven and hell. That's something else. James chapter 1, verse 19. I told you, I'm just going to give you a bunch of scriptures. We're going to keep going with this. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become Angry. Now, I'm not going to break this down, but maybe later on within the series we're going to get into it. But this is like a three step process to help within your actions of making sure they don't get out of control. This will help change your life. Everybody should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. See, what's very important about this is that there is a principle in the Bible called sowing and reaping. Now, whether you did it on purpose or not, if you sowed the seed, you will have to reap it. It's a principle of God. It's going to happen. Oh, I didn't mean to say that, but okay, well, I, I know you didn't mean to, but that's the seed. And if the seed goes, the seed must grow because that's the principle of sowing and reaping. That's why the Bible says, listen, if you're going to sow seed, make, you, make sure you put it on good soil because out of it will become good fruit. Be slow. To anger you're gonna get angry be slow with it make sure it goes in the right direction you still may think it was my mom's fault it was my dad's fault no my friend that you have to be able to understand get some wisdom before you go off on the deep end make sure be slow to speak slow quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry do not sow the seed of anger proverbs chapter 22 verse 24 and 25 it says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. I didn't even read the rest of the scripture. That's just it right there. That's... Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Okay, now we just went like, whoa, whoa. That, you know what we just said? We said that anger is more contagious than a cold. We just went like, I mean, you, you guys thought Ebola was bad. <laughs> Ebola ain't got nothing on your anger. Or, according to this scripture, your friend's anger. Let's see, that's why many times we try to justify our friends. Oh, no, 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 he just, he's, a, he's just a short-tempered guy. Keep hanging around the short-tempered guy, you're going to wind up with a short temper. Oh, no, you, just, you have to know him like I do. You have to know her like I do. I know many of you, I don't know if you, you did, but I did when I, when I was playing uh, sports a lot, especially in sports. Sports gets you angry like that. I had a guy on my baseball team. I'll never forget this one day. Oh, my gosh, he went ballistic. One time, his, his dad was the coach. <clears throat> there you go. His dad was the coach. And, then you know, we were going, we were hitting balls, and I was out there in left field, and he was there at shortstop. He was a really good player. So he would get down on himself. So one day, I remember, they were hitting on the balls, and he was getting them, and then he'd miss a few, and then he'd get on, and then he'd miss a few, and he was just blowing up. And all of a sudden, the, the, the coach hit the ball, and then, boom, it hit him, and it hit him in the, in the shoulder, because, you know, the balls pop up every now and then, and boom, it got, and he just went ballistic. He got his glove. He threw the glove. He got the ball out of the ground. He Chucked it over the fence about 250 feet, just threw the thing. He went inside the the dugout. He grabbed the bats and ah, getting the bats and just just tossing things all over the place. Now, I don't know if you've ever been around those kind of people, but I have. And I'll tell you right now, you can easily tell. Yeah, I think if I still kick it with this dude, eventually I'm going to throw over a bench myself. It's just—it's it's going to happen. Why? Because we're on the same team. I got the same anger. I got the same thing. It's just, can I control it over what he's doing? I have the same passion I want to win. I have the same vision I want to make sure my team scores more points than the other one. I have the same one, but I don't need to have the same anger. I don't have to have that same way of dealing with the passion that's inside of me. That's what the scripture's talking about. Says, be very, very careful when you deal with this emotion. Colossians, we're gonna get into that one a lot later. Colossians chapter three, verse eight. But now you must also rid yourself of all such th- things as these: anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Now, we're gonna go over this later. But I find it heavy how the scripture actually gives you the process of how your anger goes into. It goes from anger into rage into malice into slander and into filthy language then it starts coming out of your lips now first it's coming from your head to your fists are you mad no i'm not mad but i find it troubling that anger eventually turns into a peaceful slander because uh, have you ever been angry and talked good about somebody Oh dude. He's just such a great guy. Love him so much for talking about me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't talk good about somebody you're angry with? So that's why it says, "Be very careful because in your anger, you can go all the way to talking bad about them. Slandering them. Mess with a mal- malice, rage, in a rage. These emotions that try to take over our soul. The Bible says that what you must do is get rid of it. You know what the the term here, get rid of, means? It means it's a servant's thing. That's what it is, get rid of. You're supposed to get the towel and throw it out the window. That's what get rid of means. Get whatever it is, take whatever rage, or anger, whatever, oh, they did this to me, they did that, uh, uh, listen to me, it's not like the offense didn't happen, yes, it did. It's not like the, what they talked of, the backbiting didn't happen, okay, it did, but the Bible says, get rid of it, throw it out, don't even look at it, don't even deal with it, get this thing and throw it away like he throws your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Get rid of it. Proverbs 29, 11. Coming to a close right here, then come to the piano. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Some years ago, I I don't know if you remember. Uh, the, these infomercials, they were coming out. I don't even know if they're still out there. But they would talk a lot about uh, the, this anger therapy. And what they would do is they would get these dummies. You guys remember that? They'd get these dummies, that, you know, put the water on the bottom. But it looks like a guy up on the, you know, on the top. He has no arms or something. And, like, they, the, the, the therapist would say, you know what you do? You just get rid of that anger by hitting that dummy. You know what they found after a one-year study? That people who did that, their anger got worse. okay i could have read you the book of proverbs and told you that because only a fool gives full vent to his anger i'm gonna get oh i just i need to go hit something i gotta i gotta i'm gonna okay see that's why we get sometimes they're saying i'm just saying oh i'm just saying i'm just speaking my mind i'm just saying the truth sometimes the truth you think is translated but it's really called anger I'm just speaking the truth. I'm just telling them what no one else is saying. I'm going to say it. I don't care if no one else says that because I'm real. I'm real. You're really, really angry. And only a fool gives vent to his realness. You can call it what you want. You can masquerade it however you want. I'm just being real. This is really angry. I'm just being, uh, okay, say whatever, whatever you want. Masquerade it. The problem is, this anger, it can take you over. Now, what are we to do with this anger and with this I close? What about all these things that have happened to us when we were younger that in all respects it seems okay to have anger against? How do we give people second chances of forgiving them? Now, listen. I shared this earlier. Forgiveness is not acting like the hurt never happened. It's not acting like it never hurt. This is what we're going to be focusing in on these next couple of weeks. Forgiveness in the Greek means this, cancel the debt. That's what it means. Forgiveness means canceling the debt. Some of you this holiday season, you have to learn how to cancel your debt. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a debt before, but when you have a debt, and your mind is always thinking about that. Oh, I got to deal with it. Oh, I got to deal with that. Now, if you've ever gotten a phone call before from a debt collector or a letter that all of a sudden you open it up and it goes, you're debt free. Don't you feel like, "Woo hoo hoo like I'm walking on air. I mean, just you, know, you want to call everybody. Like, oh, my God, you'll never believe what happened. I'll never forget Pastor Anthony Sanchez when he talked about his debt. Now, for those of you who may not know, Pastor Anthony Sanchez, he had to pay child support upwards of over $20,000 of child support. Now, when he got saved, he started focusing in on it. But believe me, your sins of the past still catch up to you here in your present. Like, okay, God forgave you, but the system didn't forgive you. Right? Right? So I'll never forget that one time he came, he actually brought the letter. He goes, I just received a letter that my debt of child support, because he'd been taking care of his daughter, it was him. He's the one that'd been taking care of his daughter. It was all him. Even if you say that to the court, they don't care. She's still underage. You pay. That's what you're supposed to do. And he came with the letter, said, My debt of 20000 dollars has been paid off. He didn't pay the $20,000. Somebody paid it for him. That feeling is a liberating one. It's a li- You're like, you want to start calling. You, you walk up to strangers, start high-fiving them. Yeah, why am I high Don't worry about it. I'm debt-free. You start calling people, hey, guess what happened? What happened? I'm debt-free. Can people in your life, Get that feeling from you. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not saying, they never hurt me. Forgiveness is not saying, all right, well, whatever. You don't owe me anything. No, 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 no. It was an emotion that took you over. So now it's an emotion that must be let go. Rid yourself. This holiday season, and I share this because I know that Maybe, uh, this might be the last sermon that I have with some of you before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving is a very mm, touchy I guess you could say within many of us because if we're honest and I know Victory you we've got big families hallelujah yeah big families and so in a big family there's always one small just issue or Lord, uh, uh. it's like I avoid it I avoid it and the longer I avoid it The better I am but it's almost like you know what it is you go in there and it's like holding your breath and you don't see it but you're turning blue and you're there in that house knowing and listen I'm talking to Christians here you're in that house and you're right there and that sister who did you wrong five years ago six years ago ten years ago that brother who messed with he took your money and he burned you and you know he did he knows he did he knows it and it's like holding your breath (gasps) you'll talk about everything else hey so what do you think about the football game hey how's the kids hey and so we avoid everything as much as possible of that one thing but the bible says if you truly want to be free forgive cancel the debt i know it hurts i know it does i know it's painful but the Bible says to forgive. Seven times 70. And if when you give the liberty to that person, oh, there is a freedom that you have. It's a freedom that you have. Oh, man, I'm so free. You could sing the song, I'm free, I'm free, and really mean it. You can say no more shackles, no more chains, and really know it. Because you're free. I'm free. I'm free. This series, we're going to be talking about anger management. We're going to get into some things. We're going to use some scriptures. Hold on to those scriptures. Bring them back next Sunday because we're going to talk about them. But right here, right now, before this holiday season comes, this Thanksgiving season, some of you right here, right now, you need to forgive somebody. I don't know who. I, some of them, I don't even know all your family's name. You do. Some of you might think, man, if I was born in another family. If I just had a different mom or a different dad or a different brother or a different sister and you might be holding on to a malice because you don't want them. You don't like them. They hurt you. They did this. Rid yourself. Get rid of it. Throw it out the window. Don't even look at it. Don't put a postage stamp on it. It's not returning. It's not coming back. Leave it alone. I forgive you. I forgive you. Forgive me for what? Why are you I didn't do anything to you. You're right. You did it, but I held it. Forgive you. Forgive you this Thanksgiving season. I forgive you this Christmas season, this holiday season. I believe as Christians, we should have all seasons. We're always forgiving. In and out of season. Stand with me here today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus hallelujah forgiveness is canceling the debt the last scripture is Matthew chapter 18 verse 34 says in anger his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister I like the last words from your heart I want God to bless me, but I can't forgive her. God's going to give you according to what you give others. I know it's hard. Trust me. I know it is. I know it's difficult. But you don't know my mom. But you don't know my dad. So we have all these different masks that we put on. People don't know. People don't know. People don't know. God knows, and his word knows as well. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Some of you right here, right now, you just need a little bit of wisdom. I just wanted to give you a little bit of wisdom before this holiday season. Close your eyes with me. Lift your hands. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that you would touch the hearts, mind, body, and soul, Lord God, of the men and women that are here, Lord God. Let forgiveness come to these houses this holiday season. We give you all the glory and the honor and praise. With every head bowed and every eye closed, as the worship team begins.